Let's pray before we begin. Lord, please let us understand your word and put it in our hearts. May it shape our lives to be more like your Son. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. If you're saved, let me say this. There are a lot of folks here tonight who are prepared to go to heaven, but yet you're not prepared to live in heaven. You're all ready to go. You've been saved. You're going to go to heaven. But you're not prepared yet for heaven. I recall a few years ago, I went to uh, Japan, and uh, I got a bunch of books, read a lot of things about Japan, tried to find out some words that they used in Japan, and, and I even practiced bowing a little bit uh, and so forth. Uh, getting ready to go to Japan. Young folks, a couple back here, you all talked this morning. You've talked enough. I know more tonight. I mean it. I'm not kidding. And uh, so I uh, I practiced. And uh, now I had my ticket to go to Japan a long time before I was ready, prepared to go to Japan. Uh, fo- folks can, can have you, you can have your ticket to, to, to a foreign country but not be packed yet. Now, a lot of people are going to heaven, but they have, they've made no preparation whatsoever. Now, the honest truth is, and I mean this, a lot of people are not going to enjoy heaven very much. Now, to a lot of people, the best thing about heaven <clears throat> is that you're not going to go to hell. But the enjoyment that you have in heaven will be determined on what you do on earth. Oh, I don't mean... Just the fact, live right, you'll enjoy heaven more. That's true, but I don't mean just that. I, uh, I want to chat with you tonight on how, how to prepare yourself to enjoy heaven. Several things. First is, Revelation 22:11, with John read a while ago, or led us in reading. It says several things. He that is holy, let him be holy still. He that is unholy, let him be unholy still. He that is just, let him be just still. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. Now listen, here's what I think that means. I think that a person will carry over into heaven the appetites of earth. I think you'll carry over into heaven, or into hell, unsaved folks, will carry over into hell the appetites of earth. I think one of the saddest things about hell will be, and I'm digressing a bit, one of the saddest things about hell will be unfulfilled appetites. I believe a person in hell who was sensual and lustful on earth shall have the same sensual lust in hell without satisfaction. I believe that a person who craved liquor on earth, was an alcoholic on earth, I think you'll have any guest to hell will still be filthy. Let him that is filthy be filthy still. Let him that is holy be holy still. I think a person that, that craves liquor on earth, when he gets to hell, I think he'll crave liquor in hell. I recall that night in Marshall, Texas, years ago, when I went to visit a man. I, I could call his name. I went to visit a man. And uh, while, I, while I was talking to him, he said, Reverend, I, 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 I've got to do something. I've got to do it. I can't help it. And he, he, he ran to the refrigerator, he opened the refrigerator, he grabbed a, 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 a bottle of liquor, I forget what it was, whether it was beer or whiskey or wine or what it was, he grabbed a bottle of liquor and, and, and he began to shake it. He said, Reverend, I, I, I don't want to do this in your presence, but I, I, I've got to do it. I just can't make it any longer. I, I've got to do it. And trembling, 
That poor fellow had to do it. Why? And by the way, where I grew up, you, were, you respected preachers. Where I grew up, if you said a bad word and the preacher <coughs> came, you apologized to him. We used to have a little saying, Boy, that's bad enough to make a preacher cuss on Sunday. And uh, uh, what, what did it mean? It means that preachers were respected. And a fellow would not dare drink in the presence of a preacher. I mean, a fellow might be a drunkard, but he wouldn't drink in the presence of a preacher. But this fellow began to tremble. And he said, uh, a preacher, I've got to. I don't want to. I respect you, but I've got to. And one of the worst things about hell will be the same appetites that you wicked people have. You unsaved folks, you'll have the same appetites but no fulfillment. Your appetite is for, is for money. You'll desire money, but no acquisition of money. If it's for liquor, you'll desire liquor, but no liquor to drink. If it's for lust, you'll desire sensual pleasure, but no satisfaction for that. I believe you'll carry over, the Bible teaches, you'll carry over the same appetites, but I also believe this. I believe that a Christian will carry to heaven with him, now follow me, the degree of spiritual growth that he enjoyed while he was on earth. So, the first thing I want to say, and I'll, I'll elaborate on this a while, the first thing I want to say is this. If you want to enjoy heaven then you had better get the place to where you act like heaven and you grow in grace while you're on earth. Now, follow me. Um, uh, Brother Fisk, you know baseball. Anybody here on the platform not too interested in baseball? Brother John, who won the, um, um, who won the, the National League pennant last year? Uh, you're the kind of fellow I want. Orioles, they happen to play in the American League. <coughs> and uh, let's suppose that Brother John and I go to a go to a basketball, a baseball game together, you see. And uh, now I know baseball. I know that last year in the National League, it was the Fort Worth Texans that won the championship. Uh, uh, they would have been, but we were robbed. But anyhow, the uh, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates won the National League. Suppose we go to a baseball game. And I know baseball. I've studied baseball, young, young people, all my life I've studied baseball. I know baseball. Read the papers every day. And... Uh, was it Pittsburgh won last year? Yeah. Huh? At least I got the right league, didn't I? Let's take something else. Let's take knitting. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, know, I know baseball inside out. Uh, and uh, Oh, shut up, Jim Vineyard. I got more amens on telling you to shut up than most anything I've ever said. But uh, let's suppose that a person uh, go, goes to a ball game. Well... I, uh, I went to a ball game one time years ago with a fellow from a foreign country, and he didn't know what was going on. He yelled at the wrong time. The wrong team, the other team scored, and he hollered and yelled. He didn't know what was going on. Now, both at the same place, walked through the same gate, paid the same price for the ticket. I sat right here. I uh, started to eat the same refreshment. We drank the same refreshment. We didn't because he had Coca-Cola, and, uh, and, and uh, I didn't have Coca-Cola. I had a beer. But uh, I... Uh, we sat the same, you liked that, didn't you? We sat the same place and same ball game, watched the same players. Now, let me ask you a question. Who enjoyed the game most? I did. Why? Because in years gone by, I had learned the game. Now, uh, when you, as a Christian, do not grow in grace, when you die and go to heaven, you won't enjoy it too much. Oh, you'd be glad you're not in hell. But you won't enjoy it much. Why? Because <clears throat> the same degree of spiritual growth that you, that you have on earth, you will enter heaven with that same degree of spiritual growth. Uh, let's take several things. For example, the Bible. Take the Bible. Um, you folks, 
Uh, I won't ask you, but a lot of folks heard it tonight. I haven't read the Bible ten minutes all week. I mean ten minutes all week. You call yourself a pretty good Christian, but you're not. You haven't read the Bible ten minutes all week long. If I ask you how many of you folks have spent more, more hours or more minutes in the newspaper this week than you did, did in the Bible, I'm sure more, more than half the people in this room would have to, if you're honest, would have to raise your hand and say, I spent more time in the newspaper, and yet the newspaper is going to pass away, but the Word of God endureth forever. If I ask you this morning, or this evening, uh, if I ask you how many of you spent more time reading magazines last week or watching television than, 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 than hours in the Bible, God's eternal book. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven, said the psalmist. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of God endureth forever. Now, the honest, simple truth is, I hate to tell you this, but there won't be any mystery magazines in heaven. What do you think? Do you think a person on earth doesn't care about the Bible? going to go to heaven and all of a sudden love the Bible? Listen to me. You have the same nature now in you you'll have when you get to heaven. Oh, you'll have a new body, but you have the same nature. Listen, that new person who was born again when you got saved, that is the person that's going to go to heaven. Not a different one. That one. You have all... As far as your nature is concerned, you'll have in heaven. Now, again, I say, you'll have a new body when you get to heaven, but it's not your body that loves to read the, read the magazines or the newspaper or watch the television or read the Bible. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. If you do not learn this Bible while you're here, you're not going to enjoy heaven very much. Let's suppose it. Now, ask you a question. What are you going to read when you get there? Huh? I hate to say this, but uh, but secret storm won't be on, and neither will silent tornado or hushy hurricane. It won't be on. I mean, what are you going to read? You didn't like the Bible here. Your Bible stays on the shelf at home. You never read the Bible. Listen, there are Christians in this room been saved for ten years, couldn't quote five verses of Scripture. If I said to you tonight, you've got to quote five verses of Scripture and give their reference or, or you'll be shot, uh, most of you would die tonight. What a pity. What a shame. What kind of Christianity is that? You won't enjoy heaven a great deal. We're going to spend a lot of time having Paul teach us the book of Romans. We're just going to sort of gather around in a little circle. We're going to just let Paul say, Paul, now, I want you to explain to me a lot of things in Hebrews. First thing, I want to find out who wrote it. I think Paul did, but I don't know. I want to find out who wrote Hebrews. And after I find out who wrote it, I want somebody to teach Hebrews chapter 6 to me. And I'm going to spend a lot of time. By the way, I'm going to spend a lot of time teaching the Bible, too. I'm going to teach Mr. Schofield a few things about mistakes he made here and some of these notes in his Bible. And uh, I'm going to spend a little time teaching it. But we're going to enjoy the Bible. Now, if you don't enjoy the Bible here, you won't enjoy Bible study in heaven. You think that, that here, you never read your Bible, uh, never opened the Word of God at home, and then and never delight in the Word of God, and never rejoice in the Bible, and get more fun out reading a magazine than God's Word, or reading the newspaper than God's Word, spend more time watching an idiot tube than you do uh, watch, reading the Word of God. You think all of a sudden you die, and you go to heaven, and all of a sudden you, oh, blessed be God, I just love the Bible. No, you won't. You'll feel out of place. Because you have not developed the new man enough to really be able to enjoy heaven. I was thinking a while ago, 
you come to my study and you'll find a, the top row in my bookshelf is Bibles, just Bibles. The last time I checked, I had 18 Bibles up there. And you go through those Bibles and you'll find they've been used. And you'll find that they're, practically every one of them have, has been used. And many of them have been worn, worn thin. I preached from a brown Bible this morning, been worn thin for many years of use. They've been used. Why? Because I have, I have literally bathed myself in the Bible for these years. And when I get to heaven, brother, it won't, we won't have to have a hoedown for me to enjoy it. I'll, I'll just enjoy being in the Bible and studying the Bible. There's something else in heaven also. If you're going to enjoy heaven, you're going to have to hang around heaven's people down here. <laughs> I, I did this once before, but I was the biggest fool last Monday you ever saw in your life. I was so embarrassed, I wanted to dig a hole. I wanted to dig my grave and drop in it. Uh, I, one time, years ago, I did something like this, but I really, I really did it. I travel somewhere every week. I'll be in, in, in uh, Portland and Salem, Oregon tomorrow, God willing. And, and, uh, and I never know where I am, honestly. There are times I, I get to preach and I don't even know what town I'm in. And I flew to Houston, Texas last week. And uh, I didn't know. Hey, kids, listen to me. The girl in the yellow coat. The boy beside her. And uh, so I flew to Houston. And I want every kid over there to listen. I'm going I'm to point you out and have you stand up in a minute. I called her name this morning. Now, this is, we're not a bunch of heathen to come here and fellowship and hold hands and court. We're here to, to learn the Bible. By the way, you won't enjoy heaven either if you don't enjoy the preaching of the Word of God while you're on earth. Now, just sit still and get with it. You've made enough noise, enough racket for one day. Well, I was in Houston, and, uh, and nobody met me. They were there, but they got there. My plane was early, and... I went to one place, they went to another, and where I was, they, I had them paged, but I was in the wrong terminal. They had me paged in another terminal, so had no choice, and so I, I, I went down and rented a car. So I got, I didn't know where I was. Good night, I, 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 I had no idea I was in Houston, Texas. And right off the bat, I got behind a Texas license plate, and man, I began to honk. <clears throat> beep, beep, honk, and boy, the guy looked around. By beep, beep, beep. And, uh, man, a Texas license plate. And, uh, so, uh, we may have to put you in the nursery before it's over. <laughs> but the Texas license. And then I didn't know. I mean, I just saw the license plate and, and, uh, man alive! Texans! Boy, oh boy, when I see a Texan, uh, uh when I'm driving down here and, see, I, I oftentimes drive down the car and, hey, where are you from in Texas? Hey, El Paso. Oh, I'm from Dallas. That's just a few hundred miles away. And, uh, so, um, beep, beep, and the fellow around. And, uh, I couldn't understand why he was so mad. Texans are usually not like that, you know. And, uh, finally I pulled around and he pulled over the, hey, I said, hey! And, uh, he pulled over and stopped. Mad as could be. I said, hey, what part of Texas you from? He said, right here in Houston. I thought, oh, good night. I'm in Texas. I thought he was going to hit me, really. I, I really did. And I wouldn't have blamed him. I'd have hit me myself if I'd have been him. But you know what? The, say what you want to say. There's an affinity between people who have something in common. There's an affinity. Now, if you want to enjoy heaven, you're going to have to get to know Texans better. 
No, the truth is, you got to hang around Christian people. Let me ask you a question. You think that if you'd rather hang around the world's crowd, go down to the movie here uh, one night and uh, and go out to the uh, bowling league with a bunch of worldly people the next night and and uh, and uh, go roller skating with a bunch of worldly people the next night and that's what you like to do and uh, all of a sudden you die and go to heaven. You think you're going to enjoy God's people? The truth is you won't know enough folks to at home up there. Now, if you're going to enjoy heaven, just as practical as ABC, if you're going to enjoy it when you get to heaven, you've got to learn to know some people that are going to be there. I am going to be with his people. By the way, that's, that's one reason I don't, I don't want to criticize people. I want, I, I, when I walk the streets of heaven, I don't want to have to look at somebody, meet somebody on the streets of heaven and, and say, Oh, my soul, I can't look him in the eye. I ran him down. I criticized him. I spoke ill of him. I slammed him. That's one reason why. Uh, when I when I can walk down the street of any city in this country, and it doesn't matter who, whom I meet, I can look them square in the eye. And I don't have to feel guilty because I've been running them down and criticizing them. And when I get to heaven, I want to enjoy the fellowship with the people of God. A lot of you folks here, you, you know, you can't wait till Sunday. Some of you folks can't imagine this, but it's true. We have folks here tonight that would love for me to preach to 10 o'clock. See? Six of them. <clears throat> what we do? We have folks. Uh, we we have people tonight that that this is the high point of their week. They look forward to it all the time. Why? To get with God's people. Some of you folks don't realize how awful it is to have to go out in the world and hear God's name profane and see wickedness and lewdness and sin all week long. This is a refuge. That's one reason why that, that the liberal doesn't go to church. That's why that the liberal church is dark tonight. Except for the ladies' dartball team is serving lemonade to the men's athletic club. I'm not against uh, lemonade, dartball, or athletics. But I'm against Sunday night being anything more than a, less than a preaching night. But why don't they go to church? I'll tell you why they don't go to church. Because... They're not God-redeemed, blood-bought people. There's no need to get together because they can see their crowd everywhere they go all week long. We go out in the world all week long and we have to rub shoulders with a heathen world that does not love the Bible, does not love God, does not love the Word of, word of God and the people of God, and they delight to come to the house of God. Hundreds of our people look forward to it. Listen to me. If you're going to enjoy heaven, you could hobnob in with the devil's crowd and run around with God's people and get to know some of us. You're going to enjoy heaven. You're going to have to stay in the Bible, be with God's people. There's something else you're going to have to do. You're going to have to learn to praise the Lord while you're here. You won't enjoy heaven if you don't get to where you can praise the Lord. <laughs> I was in a certain place about a month, month or two ago. I see. About three months ago now. certain place. And a fellow got to shouting. And really, he did. He just shouted. He just, he just, he just danced all over and praised the Lord. Hallelujah. And waved his hands. And, and I, was looking at him, I was looking at him just thinking, that's sort of a dumb way to go to church. And um, he came over to me. <laughs> he, 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 I guess he sensed the fact that I was criticizing him under my mind, under my breath and my heart. And he grabbed me and swung me around. I mean, just swung me all around. He said, you better get used to it, brother. You know, I thought he's right. He's right. You know, in heaven, we're going to just praise the Lord all the time. I'm looking forward to seeing some of you people shouting. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, uh, I'm looking forward. I, I'll tell you what. 
I want to get me a, uh, a heavenly uh, 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 sword of some kind and just stick you and say, Cap! And uh, you're going you, you're to have to come to it sort of slowly. A lot of you are going to say, Praise the Lord. Amen. But you'll get with it after a while. You'll get with it after a while. But you know the honest, simple truth is, now in heaven we're going to praise the Lord. We're going to shout. Everybody's going to shout in heaven. Yeah. And uh, we're going to sing blessing and glory and honor and power and majesty be unto him. Now, I never have shouted in public, but I shout a lot in private. And I praise the Lord and clap my hands and thank God and cry and rejoice and praise. I've done it all of this country. I mean, boy... I sometimes, after a great service, the other night, I was in a, out of Pennsylvania and preached at a dedication service, and 26 people came on a Friday night, just a dedication service, and 26 people came to receive Christ or join the church, and we had a wonderful time. And I went back to the motel room and just sort of had a little spell. Yeah, but a lot of you folks, you won't know anything about that. I mean, here, if somebody just says, Amen, you think he's about to, to have a heart attack or a seizure or something. Now, you better learn to praise the Lord. I'm not saying you ought to come to church and shout. I am saying, somewhere in your life, you better get used to praising God. You won't know what to say when you get there. You wait till you walk through the gates and see all those folks shouting and praising the Lord. And you're going to say, Oh, brother, I'm Baptist. Well, you say, Brother Howes, I don't believe in being a Pentecostal. Baptist folks were shouting 1,800 years before there ever was a Pentecostal. And Baptists have more to shout about. Ask you a question. Who has more to shout about? Fellow who says, Blessed be God, I'm saved forever, eternally. I'm kept in His love. Well, the fellow says, I'm holding on faithful, holding on faithful. Hope I hold out faithful, don't fall. Hmm? A lot of you folks, you think Noah had eight nails on the side of the ark. One of every member of his family is all holding on, faithful, holding. Lord, help me to hold out, help me to hold out, help me to hold out. And I won't do what I did here one time when I got down to Ham. But, uh, well, you folks were here. Precious memories. But, uh, I'm simply saying, if you're going to enjoy heaven, now, I'm trying to help you. If you're going to enjoy heaven, you have to know how to praise the Lord. Now, you just don't have to do it. If you're going to enjoy heaven, learn to get in the Word. If you're going to enjoy heaven, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to, to live like they live in heaven and get used to heaven's habits. I made a mistake when I came to Hammond. I don't mean made a mistake in coming to Hammond. I made a mistake when I came to Hammond. I didn't check. I thought Hammond, I thought people up in this area, I, I made the mistake of thinking this was a part of the United States. And uh, <laughs> one of the first things I did, went down to a, to a, a place, a little hamburger joint, to get me a hamburger. And I said, give me a hamburger and cut the onions. Does anybody know what that means in down, down Texas, cut the onions? What does it mean? Leave them out. No onions. Anybody knows what the word cut means? Cut, cut means leave them out. And uh, so, I got the hamburger covered with onions. <laughs> cut in little bitty pieces. And so I said to the lady, I said, look, I, I, asked for, I asked you to cut the onion. She said, mister, look at there. They're just cut. I said, lady, look. Now, I said, cut the onion. She said, we didn't cut the onions. 
I said, Lady, Annette didn't want any onions. She said, Why didn't you say you didn't want any onions? And I said, I did say cut the onions. Well, she said, I did cut the onions. Went ordered a hamburger. Back in my worldly days. Ordered a hamburger. Nothing wrong with the hamburger, by the way. Uh, but, uh, ordered a hamburger and said, Hamburger! And she said, uh, What do you want on it? Never heard that in my life before. What do you want on it? Well, you idiot, I want what you put on a hamburger. Anybody here, when you came to this area, you didn't know what to... You never did say, What do you want on it? I mean, you, everything was on it. I said, what do you want on it? I said, I want beef, not ham, though it is a hamburger. It's because it came from Germany, and, and hamburger originated in Germany. Did you know that? It was in Germany, and Hamburg, I think, didn't it? And uh, so forth. But anyhow, I, I want beef, and I want, I want the bread. I want the bread put down in the grease. And fried? Anybody makes hamburger that was got in his hands? Anybody here make hamburgers that way? Put the ham, put, put, you, you, you cook the meat, and then when you get through with the meat, you take the bun on either side and stick it down in the grease and fry it. You ain't it yet. <laughs> and uh, so um, I said, I want, and I want, uh, I want tomatoes, and I want lettuce, and I want mustard. Where I came from, nobody ever heard of eating ketchup on a hamburger. And of all things, ketchup on French fries. Never heard of it. You'd be surprised. I mean, it's taken me years to, to, to educate and civilize this place here. I wasn't ready for it. As you heard me say, I stood over here at Burger Supermarket and cried till I could cry no more tears. And I saw people go get turnip greens and go to the checkout counter break the greens off the turnips. And I saw it. And throw the turnips in the car in the greens in the garbage can. And keep the roots. And I said as I saw them throw soul food in the garbage can, I said, Surely the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. One of the signs of the times. I wasn't ready for it. I asked the lady at the checkout place, I said, could I have your garbage can, please? I told one fellow, I said, hey, you kept the garbage and threw away the food. Wasn't ready for it. You know, uh, that's the way a lot of you people go when you get to heaven. You won't even, you won't even know what to do. Somebody came to me over here in the, Old Arcturum said, meet you down in Logi. <laughs> I don't know what state it was in. <laughs> meet you down in Logi. I looked all, no, I'm not kidding you. I went up and down the hall, and this, this, this old building over here at Burn, down in the, in the basement looking for a sign. Uh, it looked like it might spell Logi. I didn't know a Logi was a vestibule. Why don't you say vestibule? Or lobby. Logi. Then I made some wonderful statement such as, let's, let's, 
Let's, for next Sunday, let's go by and get our friends and let's carry them to Sunday school. Just a sensible statement like that. And folks couldn't understand. Carry them to Sunday school? Now, all of that to say, a lot of you folks get to heaven. You're going to be just as, just as strange. And just as strained. You know why? Because the Bible hasn't meant much to you. And you haven't learned to praise the Lord yet. You haven't learned to enjoy the habits of heaven. Like right now, uh, you just can't wait till church is over. Well, i got news for you, brother. It ain't never going to end up there. I mean, you're going to be stuck. There you are. Fellow asked Cliff Brandon one time, said, uh, said uh, you think a fellow can shoot him back and go to heaven? said, yeah, they have to go to hell to spit. I mean, think, think of all the things you do. Think of all the things you do. And ask yourself a question. Can I do this in heaven? Can you read what you read last week in heaven? Can you sing what you sang last week in heaven? Huh? Can you do what you did last week in heaven? Will you, look, will you enjoy it? But all they do is praise the Lord and serve the Lord and study the Bible and gather around the throne and rejoice in the Lord and sing hallelujah, praise and glory and honor and majesty and power and might be unto Him forever and ever and ever and ever. Will you enjoy that? You better get with it. You better get with it. You're going to feel awful strange. <coughs> The language of heaven. Better learn to use heaven's language. That's one reason why I like to stay in the Bible. If you stay in the Bible very long, you'll get where you talk like the Bible. <laughs> I was down in Jamaica <coughs> preaching. I checked in, a, checked in a hotel, beautiful, a nice hotel just across from the ocean. Checked in the hotel. Lady owned the hotel, was managing it. <clears throat> Beautiful little girl, about that high, came trotting up. And I said, uh, Boy, the lady was so nice to me. So nice. And uh, she told me, She said, It'll not cost you a thing for this week. Uh, she said, You're a man of God. And I'm a Christian. Listen, that won't cost you a thing. We had a wonderful time. A little girl came up. And I, I love little children. And so I said to the little girl, I said, Hello there. What's your name? She told me. And I said, you know what you are? She said, why am I? And I said, you're a sweetheart. That's what you are. And the girl went. And the lady turned and walked off. That was on Monday. Do you know on Tuesday she wouldn't speak to me? On Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, she didn't speak to me all the time I was there. She was rude to me. You know why? Anybody know why? I'll tell you why. Because in Jamaica, the word sweetheart means prostitute. Oh, and I had called her little girl. I said, you know what you are? You're a little prostitute. That's what you are. <coughs> oh, my. I didn't know. Up here, sweetheart, is a, it mean, means you're a, you're a, what does it mean? <laughs> Anyhow, it, it, means, it means good up here. And you're a sweet, that means that you have a sweet heart and that you're a sweet little girl and that you're a pretty little girl and 
and you sure are a nice girl, and I like you an awful lot. But that's not what it meant there. Huh? You will, some of you folks get to heaven and we start singing the songs of heaven and have the language of heaven. And you'll find out that all your old dirty rock music is down in hell. You won't feel very much at home. You won't enjoy it very much. You know why? Because you're not ready for it. I'm saying if you want to enjoy heaven to its fullest, live in this book. If you want to enjoy heaven to its fullest, learn to praise the Lord. If you want to enjoy heaven to its fullest, uh, learn heaven's language and, and do what heaven does. If you want to enjoy heaven to its fullest, learn what heaven is like and live like they live in heaven. I was preaching down in Jamaica and I said, what you preachers ought to do is go out and, and door knocking. I said, knock on doors, knock on doors, knock on doors. After the service, and I noticed it sort of blank. After the service, fellow walked up and said, Brother Howell, uh, Dr. Howell said, what's this knocking on doors? Well, I said, you take the Bible. You go out to a house, you knock on the door. person comes to the door, you tell him how to be saved and get him saved. Oh, he said, you mean hold organ. I said, hold organ? Is that what I mean? Yeah, he said, you mean hold organ. I said, what do you mean? He said, in Jamaica, we don't have doors on houses much. He said that it's the dog that keeps you out of the house. And so instead of the door. And so we just go up instead of knocking on doors, we say, Hold the dog! And I preached the next night on, Go ye therefore into all the world, and go hold the dog. And boy, I wish you'd have heard me. Man, I said, Hey, you anti-hold doggers, you! You folks that don't go hold dog, and what this country needs is a bunch of hold doggers. That's what we need. Hold doggers, hold doggers! Boy, I let them have it. Let them have it. And boy, they, you know why? Learn the language. Learn the language. Would it be a good thing if you learned heaven's language? Yesterday morning, I got up early in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, reached over and turned the alarm clock off and then threw it across the room, <coughs> stomped it, and I got my Bible and read a few, few verses, uh, two or three chapters in the Bible. And then I got up and I said, praise the Lord. I got up. How many people would love to get up today? Man alive. Praise the Lord. Uh, I went and got me a big glass, tall glass of hot water to drink it like all good Christians do in the morning when they first wake up. And uh, I said, praise the Lord. I looked out and opened the door and got a good breath of rain. And uh, I said, amen. Boy, oh boy. I'm alive. I'm well, strong, able to get up this morning, enjoy the blessings of God. Praise the Lord. Let me ask you a question. You think in heaven that'll fit in? Huh? I think it'll fit in very well, don't you? I'll have the Bible in heaven one. Huh? Now let me ask you a question. What did you do yesterday morning when you woke up? Huh? Oh, boy. I got a sour taste in my mouth. I don't feel good. I wish I could stay in bed. Isn't <laughs> Newspaper hit! Reached over and grabbed that magazine, told how that Colonel Glenn's flirting with Mrs. Kennedy. <laughs> that brings back some memories too. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and you got up and you said, Where am I, house you? Where's that dog? Where my house shoes is missing. Get out of bed! 
How's that going to fit in heaven? What to do with it? You won't enjoy it much, will you? Well, I know a lot of you folks won't enjoy it if you can't complain. Look, young people, why don't you just decide? Look, you want a good rule of thumb? You just build your schedule every day around what you think that you could do when you get to heaven. Talk to the Lord. Can you talk to the Lord when you get to heaven? A lot, of, a lot of you folks won't even know. You know what? I believe I'll know John the Baptist when I see him in heaven. I believe I'll know Paul. Time and time again, I've heard about a preacher. And I've read his sermons. And I've seen him for the first time in a big crowd. Picked him out just like that. Knew who he was. You know why? Because I'd been around, I'd read about him so much. I had, I had followed his ministry so much. I ask a question. Don't you think that you ought to spend more time with the Lord so you'll be, when you get to heaven, you'll enjoy being with him? Huh? Don't you think you better spend some more, more time in the book? I mean, live in the Bible! Read the Bible! <laughs> I think I told you, I'm not sure I told you this. Let me tell you something cute about the Bible. A little kid down in Decatur, uh, Decatur, Georgia the other day. Bless his heart. Hey, he got a brand new Bible. Little old boy about that. I got a brand new Bible. I, I don't think I've told you this. Just bought it. A table right over there next to my books. They were selling new Bibles. And he bought a pretty new Bible. He, he couldn't wait to get over and let me autograph it. First one. I want you to be first one. He gave me the Bible. And I signed it. And I signed it upside down. He said, how did you sign it upside down? There I was. And I said, I'm sorry. And as he walked away, he mumbled these words. I knew I shouldn't have let him sign it first. the Bible means to you right now, if you died today, it wouldn't mean one whit more when you got to heaven. Your walk with God would not be one inch closer if you died right now. You'd feel like a stranger. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know, and you wouldn't love the Bible anymore. You'd, 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 many of you will have years to get adjusted in heaven. You know why? The Bible means nothing to you. Praise. Let me ask you a question. How long has it been since you just praised the Lord? How long has it been since you read more than three chapters in the Bible at one time and enjoyed it? How long has it been since you prayed 30 minutes? Don't you think that that's one reason why young, young people come to me and they say, Hey, Brother Howells, that was a blast. Well, you better enjoy saying that here. This, this is what I'm getting at. Is you will have to be peculiar here or you're going to be peculiar there. No other choice. No other choice. Either you are peculiar here or you'll be peculiar there. Now, you talk about embarrassed. You, you're embarrassed now to stand for God. 
of you folks right now don't like this kind of preaching. You know why? Because Christ to you is a nice little sideline. But you won't, you, you won't be embarrassed here. You'll be embarrassed there. Language, life, praise, Bible, serve Him. Serve Him. You know, the Bible says in heaven we're going to serve Him day and night. Day and night. In heaven, the Bible says, His servants will serve Him day and night. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What have you done to serve God this week? Most of the people in this room have not, in the last seven days, you've not preached a sermon, you've not taught a Sunday school class, you've not made a visit, you've not witnessed, you've not done, driven a bus, you've not made a, made a visit for a bus route, you have not done one thing to serve God this week, and you go to heaven, the Bible says, day and night, you're going to serve the Lord. Now, if you're going to enjoy heaven, you better get busy serving God, because you won't know what it's like when you get there. Day and night we'll serve him. I hasten on to say this. I guess I will. I don't usually hasten on to say anything, but I'll say this. There's something else you're going to have to do to enjoy heaven. You're going to enjoy heaven more if you leave soul winners here when you leave. Bible says in heaven they rejoice when people repent on earth. You think I won't have a good time when I get to heaven, Brother Vineyard, when I look down and watch all the people I've taught how to be soul winners winning souls to Christ. I've rejoiced today. Uh, this, this, this preacher I mentioned this morning out in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. My, I, I, I did like to see somebody do it over in Pennsylvania or New York or Maine or Massachusetts or New Hampshire, somewhere where they say it can't be done. Just thrills me to death to see them do it. And this fellow over in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, where you can't do it, he's just going to town. And I preached there Friday night, felt like I was at home. I mean, folks said amen. Oh, Pennsylvania. That's where you, that, that, that's where everybody's cold and dead, but they weren't. And uh, and 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 they came by one after the other. One old man came and threw his head on my shoulder, and he said, "Oh, Doctor Hiles," he said, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." And I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "I used to go to old-fashioned church that had people saved years ago, and I moved to this, this area, and there was no place to go." And said, "One day our pastor went to Hammond, Indiana, for a week, and..." He came back home and he said he was on fire for God. He said, our church hasn't been the same since. And all, they tried for 2,000 in Sunday school today. 2,000. All because of the ministry of First Baptist Church and the inspiration they got here. And I got thinking today of all the people being saved today that were saved because of the ministry of this church and the influence this church has had on soul winning all across this country and around the world. You think up in heaven I'm not going to have. If I died tonight, you know what I'll be doing next Sunday? Huh? I'd be looking down here and watching. Boy, look at them all. <laughs> and I'd be watching Saturday, all you folks out visiting on the buses. And I'd be watching Tuesday night, all you school teachers out visiting. And I'd be watching you college students. And you ladies out on Saturday morning. You ladies out on Friday morning. And you men on Friday night. You, you couples on Friday night. I'd be watching you. And I'd watch, I think I'd watch old Terry Smith preach for a while. And I'd watch um, um, David Lowe over here preach for a while. And all my preacher boys, I'd watch them preach. You think I wouldn't have a time? Looking down and saying, I've been wanting to hear these guys all these years. Every time I go hear a preacher, he's no good. You know why? I scare him to death. We were in Garland, Texas. 
went to church one night to the Lavandra Baptist Church, and they asked the visitors to stand up, and said, give us your name. And I said, my name is Jack Hyams. And the preacher was a visiting preacher, a young man, and he, 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 he leaned, out, leaned on the pulpit and began to cry. I didn't know what was wrong. He looked up at the people and he said, Folks, this has been the worst day of my life. He said, I'm a young preacher at the college. And he said, he said, This morning I supplied over to the Galilean Baptist Church. And tonight I'm, uh, I'm supplying here. Both, both pastors gone on vacation. And he said, This morning we had recognized the visitors. And guess who stood up? Dr. Lee Robertson. And he said tonight, Dr. Jack Hiles, he said, how would you like to have the priest that he robbers and Jack Hiles on the same day? <laughs> well, if I die this week, brother, I'm going to sneak in a lot of churches next Sunday and find out what these fellows are preaching like. Ah, uh, listen, I mean this, and I say this. I've got an awful lot of things I'm going to enjoy when I get there. Awful lot of things. Something else that's going to make me enjoy heaven. I've sent a lot of people up there. And if you, the more people you send, the more you'll enjoy heaven when you get there. You know, here's, here's, here's where a lot of you are going to be when you get to heaven. Yvonne. You're going to be like I was at the airport in Houston. You're going to have your suitcases here. Anybody here to meet me? Uh, you know me? You know, I was pretty houses. Wish I had a room. Boy, I tell you what. Whenever I die, the Lord's going to say, all the folks have him say, I'm bringing old house up here before somebody kills him. I'm going to bring him on up here. And there are going to be thousands of people up there going to say, Lord, he, uh, he told me how to get here. <laughs> you know what? When I land, boy, there's going to be a brass band playing. And folks are going to be, have a welcoming committee for me. You know why? Because I sent them there. The old Dr. H.C. Morrison, old Pentecostal holiness evangelist, missionary. Served a lifetime on the mission fields, darkened heathen countries. <coughs> He's old <coughs> now. His health is failing him. He boards a ship to come back to America to spend his last few years in America. He served a life for Jesus. He pulls into the harbor in America. Here's a band playing. And he says, Thank you for listening. And if you like this, please subscribe and consider liking my Facebook page and joining my group, Jesus Answers Prayer. May God bless your day. Hello, we are Mark and Pearl Lambert, and we are the ministers of Jesus Answers Prayers. If you like this ministry, please help support it. The link to donate is found in the description below. Thank you and God bless.